Hi, this is Bennett Tomlin with your Scientific Nutrition Update, the show where in 5 to 10 minutes you get my quick thoughts on something new or interesting in the world of health, nutrition, or fitness. For today's episode, we're going to talk about omega-3s, which are those fatty acids people buy in fish oil pills. The science has never completely added up for me on those, and there's a brand new meta-review out that challenges many of the notions that people have surrounding them. Okay, so first things first, we need to define what an omega-3 is. Omega-3s are a polyunsaturated fatty acid. What that means is there are multiple double bonds in the path of the fatty acid. They're called omega-3s because the first double bond is at the third carbon, which is different from omega-6s, which have their first double bond at the sixth carbon. What really matters to us is that these have been indicated for many years as important for a huge variety of different conditions, irritable bowel syndrome, um, heart disease, and others. And the evidence supporting them has always been contradictory and somewhat tenuous, in my opinion. And a lot of it was based on the fact that populaces that consumed fish seemed to be healthier than those that did not, and omega-3s were common in fish. Because of this, it became a habit of people to draw the causal arrow and say that omega-3s were the reason that the people were healthier. Then after that, there came a body of research, much beloved by the paleo movement, that seemed to suggest that there was a healthiest ratio of omega-6s to omega-3s and that it was about one-to-one and that many people had much more omega-6s than that, which was claimed was contributing to various inflammatory diseases. Because of this, omega-3 supplementation became even more common. It's also part of the reason the paleo movement prefers grass-fed beef to conventionally raised beef because the um, there is a larger ratio of omega-3s in grass-fed beef than conventionally fed beef. I've actually talked about some of these problems with omega-3s before on my website. Um, there was a study done on Japanese men that showed lower androgen levels, like testosterone and stuff, among men who had greater intakes of omega-3s. So I've always been skeptical of a lot of these health claims associated with these supplements. And if you're interested in that study, uh, I'll put a link to it on my show notes. Just go to scinutrient.com forward slash podcast. That's scinutrient.com forward slash podcast. So back to this brand new huge study that was just published in the Journal of the American Medical Association. It was called Associations of Omega-3 Fatty Acid Supplement Use with Cardiovascular Disease Risk, if you want to find it. It's a meta-analysis, meaning it combines the results of several different studies and compares them all in order to get a better idea of the actual effect. In this one, they were specifically looking for results related to cardiovascular disease from omega-3s, and contrary to the study discussed in episode 12, this one was well done. In episode 12, I discussed how taking the big pile of data and cutting it into little pieces can be bad. That's not what they're doing in this one. They're combining different pieces of data to try to get a larger data set, and they're focusing on experiments that were uh, done specifically to look for the effect of fish oil on heart disease. So these studies are much better. So they end up combining 10 studies together for a total of 77,917 high-risk subjects. And what they found was that omega-3 supplementation was not helpful for any form of cardiovascular disease. 
no association with coronary heart disease death rate, no association with non-fatal myocardial infarction, no association with vascular events, no association with any coronary heart disease events. A direct quote from the paper is, this meta-analysis demonstrated that omega-3 fatty acids had no significant association with fatal or non-fatal coronary heart disease or any major vascular events. It provides no support for current recommendations for the use of such supplements in people with a history of coronary heart disease. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but that's a scientist burn. They're going at everyone who's made these claims about it before. And... Frankly, they should be because the results don't seem to hold up to science. Yet there's still this popular belief that omega-3 fatty acids are some kind of superfood or magical compound that will help with a huge number of diseases. And that just doesn't seem to be true. One of the biggest problems with many of these supplements today is that they'll take a study linking consumption of a f certain foodstuff to a certain health outcome. So people who eat fish have a lower incidence of cardiovascular disease. People who drink wine have a lower incidence of heart disease. And so then they will extract whatever compounds they can from it and try to market those to people. So from the fish, the omega-3s, from wine, resveratrol, which is an interesting compound I'm going to discuss in the future. But And then they'll try to market it to people. And I'm intensely skeptical of any supplements that come out of a process like that because it's often the interactions between multiple compounds in a whole food that have the desired effect, and extracting one alone will not have the beneficial effects you're looking for. This is why whenever possible, I prefer to get things from my diet from whole food. And besides that, many times with these oral supplements, they have such a low bioavailability, meaning what percentage your body can use, that it's not that helpful to even be taking the pill in the first place. So I'm, in general, very skeptical of any supplement, and right now, especially of omega-3s. If you find any great journal articles on this or anything else you think I might find interesting, email them to me at scinutrient at gmail.com. If you have any other questions, send me a voice message on Anchor, and I'll try to answer them on this podcast. If you've been curious about intermittent fasting, consider checking out my book, The Optimized Guide to Intermittent Fasting. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps more than you know. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, live long, live healthy, but most of all, live happy. Oh, thank you.